the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show, on the 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. We responded with backbone, determination, will, resolute focus. Could we do that now? Would we do that now? Uh, Our president, Joe Biden, uh, is meeting with Vladimir Putin today, wagging his finger at Vladimir Putin, telling him not to dare invade Ukraine. It's not the exact same thing. But Putin is flexing his muscle, threatening to go into Ukraine, or at least appearances say he is, by the troops marshaled near the border. The same way uh, Chairman Xi of the Chinese Communist Party is hinting at taking over in Taiwan. Because what? They sense weakness. In the American military, American president, American leadership, American satisfaction with that president. Would... We be a United States like we were on December 7th, 1941. If a foreign adversary attacked us, even if it attacked us on our own shores, would we respond like we did in 9-11? I don't think so. I don't think so because some of it's a failing of all of us in that we make everything partisan and some things don't need to be. But Joe Biden has lost the confidence of the American people. He's worked hard to lose the confidence of the American people, not by design, but certainly by results. Because everything he touches is an epic disaster. Which reminds me of a management principle that was written about uh, in a book long ago. You may have heard the term the Peter Principle. Now, the Peter Principle is a management concept. And you know what happens when you get into a company, right? You start at a low level, let's say. Let me preface this by saying. This is a company where they don't have $13 million a year to devote to diversity, equity, and inclusion officers like they do at Ohio State. This is a company that operates via sane principles where you have to actually do your job well to get promoted. They don't care whether you're a man or a woman. They don't care whether you're black or white or Hispanic or whatever. Pure meritocracy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's antique and politically incorrect concept. But let's just imagine that we can get back to those days, okay? So you go in, you work hard, you move up. You keep working hard. You like being rewarded for your work. You move up. You keep working hard, you move up. Eventually, in some cases, in fact, in many cases, People get promoted, and they continue to get promoted. It's like 
am I really equipped to handle the next job I'm being given? And if I reach the fourth level, let's say, and I'm not great at what I do, nobody notices me to continue to promote me, but they just leave me where I am. Well, you've kind of reached a point of diminishing returns in the company. And so it's referred to as the Peter Principle or failing up. And it hit me. We have a Peter Principle presidency. We do. We have a we have a president and a vice president. Both of them epitomize the Peter Principle. Joe Biden was languishing around in the Senate for four decades. He was a big mouth who take to the stage at Senate confirmation hearings on Supreme Court justices or anytime the cameras were on and he would bluster and blather his way onto the front pages of America. But everybody knew Joe Biden was just a big blabbermouth and a loudmouth and a dope. But they liked him in Delaware and he had failed up to the point where he got to be elected to the Senate before he was even old enough to be elected to the Senate. He was elected when he was 29. He wasn't allowed to He turned 30 by the time he took office in January, but he wasn't 30 when he ran. But Barack Obama needed a vice president who would project statesmanlike ability, maturity, calm, moderate, white, to balance that ticket. Joe Biden. He got it, the vice presidency. Not for meritorious reasons, not for things he'd earned, not for things he'd done. He got it for a bunch of reasons that just happened to be assigned to him when he was born. Similarly, his vice president, Kamala Harris, she's failed up. She slept her way to a position in San Francisco, having an affair with Willie Brown, the mayor of San Francisco. She became like a prosecutor, and then she became state attorney general, and then she became a senator, and she was a really bad senator, like a really bad senator. And everybody knew she was a really bad senator. But then Joe Biden needed a vice president. And, I mean, to pick another old white dude, or even a moderately aged white dude, not going to cut it with the progressive wing of the party. I need a black woman president. He said that. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to have a black woman. Well... Shallow pool of candidates there on the Democratic side of the ticket. And Kamala failed up to the vice presidency. And she's Cruella DeVille. She's mean. She's nasty. She's incompetent. And so they have to get rid of her. And how are they talking about getting rid of her? What are we going to do with Kamala? I know. Let's put her on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Like, what? What? The nine presumably greatest legal minds in the United States of America given a lifetime appointment. Kamala Harris is so bad as a vice president, which, by the way, how bad do you have to be to call attention to yourself as vice president? Like, vice president is the witness protection program of political offices. Is it not? Like the vice president, aside from going to funerals of foreign leaders that nobody here really cares about, 
What is your job as vice president? To not die, to not say anything stupid, and to go sit in on the funerals of foreign leaders without violating some kind of diplomatic protocol. How many people could execute those three tenets of being a good vice president? Millions. That's how many. Millions. Now, it gets tough when you ascend to the presidency if the president happens to croak, which is, of course, a logical concern when you take office as the oldest president in the history of the United States. Joe Biden was older on his first day in office than the oldest president ever was on his last day in office. Look it up. Say, no, I can't be right. Reagan was a doddering old man when he left office. He was younger on his last day in office than Joe Biden was on his first day in office. Nevertheless, Kamala Harris got the job because she failed up. She personifies the Peter Principle. She was a bad senator. She became a bad presidential candidate. They rescued her by making her vice president. She's a bad vice president in what should be an invisible job. She is very visible, very unlikable. And now they want to get rid of her, not by making her go home, by making her a Supreme Court justice where she gets tenure for life. So this is a Peter Principle presidency, both in the Oval Office and in wherever Kamala hangs out. So we shouldn't be surprised that we have uh, failures all around with everything this administration touches. Because it's not like these two people became incompetent once they were given too much responsibility. They've been incompetent for decades at what they've done. And it really does require some introspection on our part, because if this were just two people and they were going to eventually cycle out of office, you could probably handle waiting them out. But the truth of the matter is there are many, 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 many people. In fact, I would say the majority of people who hold positions in the House, in the Senate, and appointed positions in government, all of whom would have to plead guilty When asked, did you get your job because of the Peter Principle? Did you fail up to this level? They would all have to say, yes, Your Honor, I did. A few weeks ago, I mocked the Biden administration. You mock the Biden administration every day, Bruce. Yes, I do, but this... I mock them for issuing a strong press release. <laughs> something going on in the world, and it required bold action, maybe economic sanctions or something like that. It was like, here's a very strongly worded press release. We roundly condemn what you're doing. Well, that must have been so successful that the Biden administration has decided to do it again. You might know that the Winter Olympics are scheduled Uh, to be held in Beijing, China, February the 4th through February the 20th. This is a big showcase 
for the Chinese Communist Party. Come see our beautiful country. How perfect we are in every way. See our lifestyle is preferable to yours, you American capitalist dogs. And by having our athletes participate in the Olympics, we are giving tacit approval to China's preferred government and the way they treat people who, well, they would rather not have to deal with at all. The Uyghur Muslims among them. Human rights violations are rampant in China. NBA doesn't care. NBA likes Chinese money. They can look the other way from those human rights abuses. But you would think, you know, some big organization that's as progressive as the International Olympic Committee, where they will let biological men compete as women, you would think they would have a problem with the abuse visited upon people the Chinese Communist Party does not like. And so they've had a long time because they don't just award the Olympics and then a month later show up to compete. They've had a long time to determine, do we really want to go to Beijing? Is this really a good idea to go to Beijing? Like this seems like a Berlin Olympics, 1936 all over again. And we all know what happened after that. With World War II, can we learn from history? No, we apparently cannot. So the Biden administration has faced these calls, boycott the Olympics. Jimmy Carter, isn't it funny how many times we have to bring up old peanut man Jimmy Carter when we talk about the Biden administration, whether it's gas prices or low approval ratings, inflation across the board, uh, feckless Stature on the world stage? Yes, the Iran hostage crisis happened during Jimmy Carter's watch. Now we have Afghanistan happening under Joe Biden's watch and gas prices out of control and lagging poll numbers with his popularity in the dumper. It's Jimmy Carter 2.0. So, of course, there's an Olympic controversy because Jimmy Carter would not let our athletes go to Moscow to compete in the 1980 Olympic Games. And he took a lot of guff for that. It was the right decision. Because, boy, how times have changed. Back then, Russia had invaded Afghanistan. Excuse me, the Soviet Union had inga- invaded Afghanistan. And we were like, no, we're not going to go to your Olympic Games and extol the virtues of life in the Soviet Union by having our athletes compete in your country. That would be the right thing for Joe Biden to do. Now, that was hard for Carter to do because everybody cares about the summer games not so much the winter games we don't we don't crush it at the winter games like we do the summer games so i don't think it'd be that big of a deal if we left the winter olympics what do we what are we out in the winter olympics what do we dominate in the winter olympics exactly <laughs> not much okay maybe the figure skating oh wow we'll have to deal without another figure skating hero So yesterday, the Biden administration, after much, much, much thought, announced that they were instituting a, what, a ban on our athletes competing in Beijing? Or, oh, I know, they're not going to let Nike advertise. Maybe they're not going to let NBC telecast it. Maybe they're just going to let NBC fulfill its contract to the IOC, but they're going to block the broadcast in the United States. No, no. Remember how we started this? 
a strongly worded press release. Yes! That's essentially what a diplomatic ban is. A diplomatic ban. What is a diplomatic ban? A diplomatic ban is... We're not going to send Pete Buttigieg over to Beijing to watch the Olympics. We're not going to send any official United States delegation. Joe Biden will not go to Beijing. Maybe Hunter will go to set up some sweetheart deal for the Biden family after they leave the White House. But it will not be an official delegation of U.S. politicos going to the Beijing Olympics. Here is Jen Psaki. Boy, I mean, the the steam is coming off this statement. The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against uh, humanity in Xinjiang and other human rights abuses. The athletes on Team USA have our full support. We will be behind them 100% as we cheer them on from home. We will not be contributing to the fanfare of the games. U.S. diplomatic or official representation would treat these games as business as usual in the face of the PRC's egregious human rights abuses and atrocities in Xinjiang. And we simply can't do that. As the president has told President Xi, standing up for human rights is in the DNA of Americans. Uh, We have a fundamental commitment to promoting human rights, and we feel strongly in our position, and we will continue to take actions to advance human rights in China and beyond. So then why does the NBA get to do business with China? Huh? That would be a good question to ask. That would be a good question to get an answer to. You know what this is like? Oh, Joe Biden's not coming to the Olympics. Oh, man. Kamala Harris. See, that might be a vice presidential duty. That might be the best vice presidential duty. Yeah, you know, you go to the Olympics and you go over there and you cheer for our people and look statesmanlike. Do you think Chairman G really cares that he doesn't have to make nice with American politicians showing up in China? I don't think it bothers him one bit. You know what I think it's like for Chairman G? I think Chairman G is like the guy who's engaged to the woman of his dreams and the woman of his dreams' mother. This guy's future mother-in-law doesn't like the guy, doesn't make enough money, ring's not big enough, can't afford a splashy enough honeymoon, It's going to make mom's daughter live in a crappy 600-square-foot apartment instead of a six-bedroom home in Powell or Upper Arlington. And to show her disdain for this guy, the mom says, well, you know what? I'm not coming to your wedding. And the guy is like, secretly, good. I don't want you there. So big diplomatic ban for the Biden administration. Chairman Xi. He's probably still wiping away the tears. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.